Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again. Welcome back. Episode three, season one of the Houston Dynapod podcast. It's me, your host, Finister, the guy with the shitty jokes and limited soccer knowledge, coming to you once again. So, corrections corner this week, I don't have one. I nailed it last show, so we can move on from that. I want to explain before anybody continues to listen. This is a soccer podcast and shit comedy. It has jokes and soccer built in. It's <laughs> it's like going to see a comedy show where the comedian also likes the shittiest team in Major League Soccer, and he feels the need to talk about them for roughly 20 to 25 minutes, right? So great news, big news, huge news this week. Matt Jordan has pulled his dick out, put it on the table, and said, what do you think, Houston? Do you like that? We've had some signings. He has been on fire. Is it Tab Ramos? Is it that Matt Jordan's finally like, you know what? Fucking, I'm going to do my job now. I've had seven years off. It's crazy to see this. But what's going on? This is one of the most active off seasons in franchise history. We have a potential for this year, the potential for this year, to be a dramatic improvement. And it's like, you guys know that friend you, you never liked, right? That friend that like was always a dick, but then he got the newest game console, like PS3, you know, back in the day, or I'm older. So let's say he got Nintendo 64, and you're like, ah, fucking, I don't like that guy, but he does have Mario Kart 64, so I'll hang out with him. And everybody else is like, yeah, you know, he, he's okay, I guess. We can hang out with him for a bit, you know, and see what see what happens. Uh, that's what it feels like. It's nuts. And I've watched the Twitterverse. I've watched the Instagram. I don't have a Facebook yet for this podcast because I've had questionable activity on my <laughs> from my IP address. But it's just it's nuts, man. Like people are now like, I still Matt Jordan. Hey, hey, still Matt Jordan, you know. He he on fucked us around for years. A goddamn zebra never changes his stripes. Matt Jordan's still gonna Matt Jordan, you know. He's still gonna do what he do. He gonna lead us to nothing. Right. But he's to me now, which I never had one of these, he's like the stepdad, right? You hate your stepdad. And forever you're like, I want dad back. I want dad back. Dad's cooler. This guy's a dick. And then suddenly he starts taking you to like baseball games and doing cool shit with you laser tag go-karts and eventually as a kid you're like well you know he's not that bad i mean i like my dad more but he he can fuck my mom every now and again and take me to laser tag and go-karts so it's it's just it's weird to see people still want him fired i'm now on the point i'm at the point now where i'm like Let's see. Let's see. Because we still have two designated player positions open. Okay. The Tim Parker trade. Or Tim Parker. The Tim Parker signing trade. The fuck was it? Anyway, $450,000 in general allocation money. That could be $600,000 with performance incentives. It's not bad. 
It's not a lot. He won the Supporter Shield three years ago. YouTube highlights are sick. His YouTube highlights are pretty fucking nice. High energy, aggressive. He's like a, he's like a damn Viking. You know, he just comes where he wants. No pun intended. Goes where he wants, takes what he wants, leaves. He looks like he's a vocal guy. The one we needed the back. We didn't have it. That's why Kiki's gone. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kiki. Love Kiki Struna. But I'm excited about Tim Parker. And you bring back uh, Minor Figueroa with him. Figueroa's old. But as you know, we got Foon Mayor. And then we have uh, Bartlow, who we'll talk about later. One of the topics that came up in my life recently was uh, I told my, my significant other. She says, what are you doing for spring break this year? I don't work during spring break. I'm not going to tell you why, but I don't. So I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go to South Padre. And she took a minute and she paused. Because that's what she does. She pauses before she speaks. It's fucking unknown to me. But she she stops. And she waits. And then she says some shit that she's thought about. Which, by the way makes our fucking arguments last forever. And she said, for real? I said, no, absolutely not. I'm a grown-ass man. But you guys know that there are dudes that still do that shit, right? Dudes that are too old to be at spring break or be at the club. It's like they never left high school. I just want to tell them, take off your letterman jacket, quit smoking weed, and start doing cocaine like the rest of the adults. Okay? Grow up. After the second podcast, I had a lot of positive feedback. If you've stuck with me up to this one, you'll know the first one wasn't that good. It wasn't. I learned a lot after the first one. Even my mom, my mother, lover, she says to me, you know, you might have lost some listeners after that first one because it really wasn't as good as the second one, it's like heads and tails. And I don't, I don't know what heads and tails means. You could have said like night and day. But then again, my mom also sticks pins in fucking voodoo dolls. So who knows what she's talking about. Second one was night and day, right? So much better. And of course, behind every man who does something great or decent, there's a woman trying to take credit for it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not being sexist. I'm just telling you what actually happened. Okay? This is not me being a misogynistic pig. This is me just fucking reiterating facts. I told her, listen to it. She listens to it. She's all... Baby, that was so much better. I'm like, I'm like your muse. You know, like, without me, I don't think your podcast would be anything. And I paused, I waited, and I said to her, well, without you, my bank account would be something. You know, I'd have a little more money. Wouldn't have to take you to these fancy restaurants, Arby's, Cane's. Cane's puts a hurting on the wallet. So I'm excited about the Tim Parker trade, but let's, let's move on here. Derek Jones. Derek Jones, 23 years old. He's young. He's fast. He's exciting. 
He knows Tab Ramos. And last year was his first real year in the league at 23. Okay. So my question is, what in the actual fuck is going on in Houston? This is this Matt Jordan flopping his cock on the desk again and saying, look at this. What do you think? Guess you didn't think it was looking like this, like it was this big. And look, I'm not going to act like I'm a GM or, or a manager, a gaffer, right? I'm not a gaffer. But Matt Jordan's impressed me. He has. And if he wants to take his veiny, thick, bulging cock and put it on the table based on all of these moves, I'm going to take a peek at it. Hell, if it gets us another league championship, I might even touch it. If we win the treble, CONCACAF, U.S. Open Cup, and the league, guys, there's a good chance I'm going to put my tongue on it, right? I know you are too. I mean, that doesn't, it might, you know, make me gay, but whatever, it's fine. It's just, dude, he deserves praise for what's going on right now. As much as you're like, you've hurt me in the past. It's now. Now is what matters, okay? And the future. Stop living in the past. It's not good at all. Trust me. Numbers-wise, he's got, you know, two assists in 200 minutes or 2,000 minutes. It's one or the other. I struggle with zeros. But his big numbers came last year when he broke into Nashville's lineup. And you know Nashville was garbage. They might have been better than us because we were terrible. But they were garbage. However, this is a real thing right now. Jones is 23. Veda is 22 or 23. There's rumors of Boniak coming back again. Guys, he'll be a 20-minute player at the end. He should not be starting anymore. He's, he's as old as I am. I did squats in November, and I couldn't tie my shoes until January. But this Derek Jones, Matias Vera, Darwin Saren, it's, it's, it's exciting in the midfield. Joe Corona, as you know, Joe Corona 19. As I'll say every time I say his name, God, I hope they give him number 19. I really do. Po- Politics-wise, which I don't, I, I talk a little politics, right? I do my Trump impersonation. But I go both ways, politically. Maybe sexually. But I just, I was thinking, you know, watching the inauguration, I saw old Grandpa Joe. And, you know, everything we're going through in this country, it's a shit show. It's a mess, regardless of what side you're on. It's a fucking disaster. We can't even have adult conversations without somebody calling you fag or racist. You're a racist. You're a fag. I just feel like it's time for Joe Biden to put his hands on the shoulders of America, lean down, and whisper in the ears of every American, do you like to be tickled? And like I said, there's no politics here. Everyone's fair game. Trust me, we live in Texas. We got got fodder and content for days with Greg Abbott, Cruz, and Cornyn. Did y'all see Christian Pelusic's photo shoot? Yo, I saw that picture and I said, oh, fucking Drake needs to get out in the sun. Fucking Drake is, Drake's turning white. (laughs) Fucking Drake's pulling a Michael Jackson on us all. Next thing you know, he's going to hold a baby over a rail. Uh, Hopefully it's not like my baby. And it's like 
not a baby at all. I don't, I don't agree with holding babies over rails at all. So please stop before you're like, this fucking guy wants to endorse child abuse. No, I don't. I, babies are cool. Most of them are ugly. It's true. Most babies are fucking hideous. Okay, all mine were cute. Yours weren't. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad that Pelusic is putting soccer on the map internationally with Chelsea, right? Fuck them. Rent boys. And all you Chelsea fans, I know you're out there, but sorry, you're you're the rent boys. Hate me if you want. Fucking come on, you Spurs. He's one of our own. It's fair game. This is an MLS podcast. If you want to hear Chelsea shit, go to the Chelsea podcast. Uh, can we not dress him like he's a Canadian hip-hop artist? Please. Put him in a suit. He 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 looks like the 90s version of me with the bad haircut and the fucking silver chain. That was me, man. I did that. Yeah. I had a slim shady face. Make dress him like an adult. Okay, because you're I know you're appealing to Americans like, look, this guy's got a fucking chain and this love fade. Dude, dress him like an adult. On the flip side, I think Weston McKinney is every bit as good as him. But he doesn't get praised because he's not an attacking player. He's not a forward. He's a midfielder. McKinney's a boss, even though he's like terrible in pictures, right? He always looks confused. McKinney is fucking good. We've got a lot of good players, a lot of good youngsters overseas. And it's only going to translate into a better performance in the next World Cup. Because let's be honest, we can't do worse, right? The U.S. shit the bed last time, man. Who do we tie? Trinidad and Tobago? Right now, you got all those tomato, tomato persons who are like, hey man, it's fucking Trinidad and Tobago. Fuck off. Okay, Tobago, Tobago, doesn't fucking matter. We we had a tie, a draw. I'm pretty sure, right? It's been a while. I still haven't recovered. Fucking you get over it. Doesn't matter how you say their name. They cost us the World Cup. There's like nine people that live there and fucking they tied us. We got some players, dude. And we got some young players. You know, we got some young, talented players. And it's like, oh, let's go. Like, get here, World Cup. And our best players are not in MLS. They're not. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're overseas. We get the young ones. Or we get the, as I've said before, you love them. The small South American countries. The Panamanians. The Hondurans, we get them. That's fine. But our American boys, our lads, our young American lads, you know, they're performing quite well. They're showing off in Europe. They're featuring for Champions League squads, for Europa League squads. They're in contention. You know, and it's fine. You can't keep them here. We don't pay enough money. MLS doesn't pay enough. I was looking at Ibrahimovic's stats the other day with AC Milan. Fucking guy is 39 and he is still tearing it up. He's amazing. I saw him at BBVA. Him, Rooney, Chicharito. Chicharito was a disappointment. Rooney, uh, Ibrahimovic. Oh my God. Zlatan was like a, 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 a man amongst the boys. It was unreal. We won that game. I know you remember. Was it 4-2, 4-3? to two, to Beat the pants off him. Because them California boys can't handle this Houston, Texas heat. This third coast humidity, son. What's up? Hey, don't. Don't California my Texas. Okay? Don't do it. We don't want your 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 your, your arid climate and your, your, your good weather and your hot bitches. So, 
MLS Super Draft. I love how we got to put a fancy name on it. It can't just be a draft. Uh, we drafted the big one, Ethan Bartlow. We traded down. We get Jones, right? And then we tr- we draft the guy we wanted. We draft the guy that everybody said we should pick. Again, Matt Jordan, cock table. Look at it, you know, touch it, whatever. I saw someone post it on Twitter. I, I don't remember your name. Um, he said, Ethan Bartlow is going to revolutionize the position. I don't think so. I went back through our draft picks. There's been like two that have featured for us in the past seven years. However, what Bartlow is going to benefit from is the fact that our defensive depth is non-existent. You've got Parker. Parker's going to play every match in MLS if he's healthy. You've got Figueroa, who's 36. 36. He's old, right? He is. He's old. He can still ball, right? Left-footed, left-side center back. Yeah, he can still play. Bartlow's not going to revolutionize it. But he has a chance to actually play this year. Almost all of our draft picks have never played. This was a genius move on Matt Jordan's part, slash Tab Ramos. Because I know, I know everybody out there is like, man, that was Tab Ramos. What? The fuck, it wasn't Matt Jordan. Matt Jordan doesn't do that. It wasn't James Harden. He's in the New York strip clubs right now, catching Corona and finger-banging strippers. And not even them dirty ones, the high-quality ones, where lap dance is like 250 for 30 minutes, 10 minutes. I don't know what the 250 for 30-minute ones look like. Actually, I do. I don't know what James Harden, James Harden strippers look like. I'm sure they're better than the ones I've seen. The ones I've seen usually have a C-section score. The other two picks, uh, Strickler, he, he's a forward. And, God, look at this name. Terwegi, Terwedge, Terwegi, Terwegi. Oh, I hope his name's Terwegi. That would be great. I don't see them ever appearing for us. I don't. Maybe maybe Strickler on the bench, maybe Terwegi on the bench during an open cup match, but I don't see them appearing for us at all. I think Bartlow has a chance. So in podcast number two, I specifically did not send the link to my mother. Okay. If you've been following from podcast one to two, we cranked it up a notch, right? We got dirty. We got, we got real. And uh, my mom calls me and she says, Hey, uh, I really like the shout out you gave to your father-in-law. And I said to her, I said, what, 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 what shout out? Mom, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, you know, the part where you mentioned your father-in-law? And I said, no, I don't. Oh, I remember. So in episode two, me being a Spurs fan, I made an analogy that watching Jose Mourinho manage the Spurs was basically like watching my ex-father-in-law bang my mom at first. Okay, I got used to it. Watching Jose Mourinho, not the other thing. That's weird. So she listened to it. <laughs> and uh, and she went off. She said, you know what? That's it. Okay. You are out of the will. You're done. You're not going to be the executor of our state. You're not getting your inheritance. And she kept going on and on and on. Finally, I said, I said, mom, mom, okay, okay, great. 
fine, whatever. I'm off the will. I don't get an inheritance. But you guys don't have any money anyway. So I'm not really losing anything. And then she hung up. So episode two just cost me the relationship with my mother. It's fine. She bounces back. She's like a rubber band. Now building up this Twitter following and this Instagram following, as I've told you before, it's a pain in the ass, right? So I'm up to combined, I don't know, 400 followers, right? And I get, I get excited every time there's a message because usually the message is either hate mail, which I explained in episode two where the guy called me a puto, or it's like, you know, it's positive. Now I got a new one. I got one the other day, which was, uh, it was different. I got solicited for sex. I had a prostitute hit me up via Twitter. And my first, the first thing I did was click on her picture, right? Because I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to click her picture. I looked and I was like, oh, that's pretty good, but I'm not, I'm not going to pay for it. Oh, at least I'm not. I'm not going to play a lot for it. Like maybe, I don't know. Is the price negotiable? I have an old saying. I don't pay for water and pussy. Unfortunately, bottled water is pretty good. So I, I do pay for that now. But uh, yeah, I'm like, lazy hoe. You you can't even come up to me in person. You're not even putting in the effort. You're just You're just perusing the social media scene, sending out messages to anybody that's there. I miss the good old days, man, like back in 2005. For you youngsters, it was a different time. I was back home in Atlantic City visiting my insane friend Dave. It's fucking nuts. This guy would pop uppers and like bounce off the walls. This is the same fucking guy who I haven't told you about before, but we took ecstasy one night in a Las Vegas club. He fucking kissed me on the neck, not like on the lips. Like it wasn't that serious. Convinced himself that my current fiance, I say current because I've had a few, that as long as he could have sex with her, he would come down from this high and this trip. And needless to say, Dave slept under the fucking kitchen table, uh, talking to things that weren't there. And we slept in the bedroom with all the fucking knives. Okay. He's a fucking lunatic. So one night, me, him, and his fiance, who he's now married to, which I've always been against, we go to this janky-ass pool hall in Atlantic City. We called his fiance a cab home, right? Because, to be honest, she's a real twat. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, this, this, this short, somewhat round, African-American girl with this little tiny mustache. She walks up to me, right? And at this point, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good looking person. I think I'm a seven, right? But my sense of humor, I think makes me a solid 7.5, right? Until I meet your parents, then I'm like a six because they don't fucking get it. And I'm, I'm in the Marine Corps at this time. She looks at me and she says, so listen, you see what happened was for you and your friend to hit this, this fine-ass pussy, the $200 for you and your friend. And I looked at her and I said, 
excuse me? What, what, what are you doing right now? She goes, you see what I had said was, what I had said was, for you and your friend, it's $200 for you to get a taste of this fine-ass pussy. I said, whoa, <laughs> whoa, uh, no, no, look at you, look at me. I said, you would have to pay me. If you think I'm going to pay you $200 to share you with my friend, you're out of your fucking mind. $75 is the most that I'm going to spend. Long story short, she didn't know the definition of barter. She moved back on to my friend who continued to try and get me to sleep with her and him, not me and him. A three-way, right? We, you know, you know what I mean, that night. And long story short, it didn't happen. Uh, I saw the Q2 Stadium in Austin. Yo, those guys did it right. That stadium is tits. It's straight tits. All four sides are covered, which I wish we had. God, I wish we had that. I do. It's not fun to sit in the north and south ends. That's why I bought my season tickets on the West End. But Q2 Stadium looks fucking sick. It's everything I thought it would be. They're doing it right up there. And it scares me because, you know, Dallas. Dallas is a weird place, right? We got America's team. We got the Cowboys, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. It's like, you know, that was the fucking 90s. That was 30 years ago. We've had a reality TV star as our president since then. We've had a black dude as our president since then. You guys need to catch up a little bit. Uh, it scares me, man. I think Austin's going to be good. Not good. Not right now. No. But I think they're going to have a solid base. I've mentioned it before. You've seen people in Austin. You know. They like live music. Vinyl records. Flannel shirts. Long, oiled beards, and craft beer. Scary, man. We might end up being number. We might be in the the first, the biggest market in the state, and we might be like number two. San Antonio scares me too. If they ever get their act together, you know. And here we have we have a large Hispanic population. They love football slash soccer. It's football, American football, whatever. We made it up. Because nobody else had it and we didn't like rugby. We're like, we want to fucking make it where you wear pads and you can do more shit. Okay. Uh, everybody else has it and we just want to make a sport. So you don't, we don't have to be number two. That's what we do in America. We make shit up. Basketball. We made it up. Baseball. We made it up. Well, you know, baseball's based on cricket, right? It's like, it's like cricket, but it's a little different rules. Yeah. It's fucking baseball. We made it up. We make up shit just so we can be like number one. Oh, man. You know, this whole podcast thing, it's uh, obviously it's new. We're in episode three. My family, mainly my mom, I don't talk to my dad a lot. You know, I'm an 80s kid. So my dad, like yours, was probably an asshole. Didn't talk to me very much. Told me he loved me once. Right? I blame all my problems on him. I'm saying this because my mom told me to bust his balls a little bit. So, hey, dad, love you. Just so you know, I do. I do love you. 
even though you're a dick. Um, they said, you know, my mom goes, you know, hey, why? I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing this. I, I think a hobby is going to be good for you. You know, because I, I, I don't do well with downtime. I'm my fucking own worst enemy. I think, I think a hobby will be good for you, but why, why did, why did you decide to do it? And I just, I, I was honest with her. I was like, mom, you know, why does anybody decide to do something that could gain recognition for them? You know, that, that could, that could build them up, designer drugs and loose women, loose, hot women. Mom, that's it. You know, and that's, that's why I'm here. All the soccer stuff is just, it's just for fun. I warned you in the beginning, I told you, it's like a comedy show where the comedian also likes the shittiest MLS team. So you're going to get these random jokes, these random thoughts, then you're going to get Dynamo stuff. So hang in there. Also, it's, it, we're different. I've listened to the Houston Dynamo podcast, the Dy- the guys that cover the Dynamo, and they're great. They're great. Cuatro, cuatro, dos. Fantastic. The uh, Soccer Matters. They're all great. And they're all, they're all great. I love them. I listen to them. I do. Guys, I'm not talking shit at all. I have weird shit to say and I need a place to say it. And this is it. That's, that's what you got guys. Hopefully you like it back to, like I said, the dynamo guys, we got two designated player spots, right? That are open right now. Do I think we will sign anyone? No, I don't. Maybe one. If we sign one, I'll be impressed. I'll be like, Matt Jordan, put your cock out. I want to touch it. But I don't think we're going to sign anybody. Now, if we do, if by some miracle, some act of God, we sign someone, it's got to be a defender and a midfielder. You guys know we have a shit ton of attacking options. We almost have too many. And quite frankly, we have we have a bunch that we don't even know what they can do. I've seen so many projected lineups. It's going to be Ramirez up top. There's no doubt. Picault has to play somewhere. Who's the other one? Darwin, Quintero. He has to play somewhere else. And I'm seeing Lassiter as the third one, as the fourth one, the other, the fourth attacking option. You know, but we have these designated player spots and we need someone who's ready to play and contribute right now in the back end midfield. And don't, don't even come at me with, we've got minor Figueroa, dude, he's timeless. Yeah. But nobody's beaten father time. We need somebody younger. We need somebody to build off of my, my view of MLS has always been my view of any club that's not a top six EPL, top two in Spain. That's that's four, top four in Spain, three or four in Italy. You buy young, you develop, you sell, you continue, you repeat. We don't need to waste our money on these aging people, these aging players. We need a young, young, you know, early twenties, mid twenties guy who can play right now and who can get better, who we can develop and sell. For two more like him, that's what I think. But like I've told you before, I don't, I don't know a ton about soccer. Most of what I know is dirty jokes, and what I read. Okay, I steal this, right? I, I go, I look around, I see what people are saying, and then you get the same 
news regurgitated to you a week later, but with dick jokes in the middle. But I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited. I was excited last year. I really was. And a lot of people were not. And you guys were right. I was fucking wrong. And that's like the story of my life. I think I'm right, but I'm wrong. You know, and I was thinking the other day, you know how we watch movies, right? And when you see a certain scene, people look at it and they think, oh, fucking that's me. That's my scene. Well, I started thinking like, well, what would be my scene? If I could pick one scene in one movie, it would be 8 Mile. Like for sure. My my life is this one scene at 8 Mile. And I know all you gangster motherfuckers are thinking like, oh, fucking everybody in the house from the 313. Put your fucking hands in the air and follow me. Wrong. That is not the scene in 8 Mile that would describe my life. You know the scene in 8 Mile where Cheddar Bob shoots himself in the dick? That's my life. Over and over. Like the same shit. I go to pull the gun out and I fucking shoot myself in the dick. That's it. Every five years. And this is basically like my relationship summary. In case you were wondering. I shoot myself in the dick. Over and over. And it's it's a blast. It's so much fun. But, you know, guys, that's that's it, man. We, it's been a great time with you. Uh, if you like us, if you like me and my, my random thoughts, my, my, my weird-ass personalities that come out through this, thanks to uh, Jameson, giving a shout-out to the finest Irish whiskey maker in the land. Uh, if you like it, give me a share. Give me a like. Tell your friends. We're doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I say we. You know, I got all these different shh, these fucking people in my head talking to me. We're doing well. Like we, we've had quite a few listens, more than I thought we'd have. You know, if, if you like it, review, share, rate, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, uh, send me your questions. I'll talk about them. I haven't gotten any questions yet, but when I do, I'll talk about them. Um, and that's been it. This is season one, episode three of the Houston Dynapod podcast. I'm your host, Finister. And always, go Dynamo! Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it! There it is! It's another! And it's Mumbo Rodriguez again! 